I'm really going through a drastic change within myself in order to like understand myself better and just love myself as much as I try to attempt to love these goddamn men. Every mistake is an opportunity to learn. Even those whack exes and lame situationships you endured. This podcast helps single black millennials date smarter by sharing stories of what not to do in dating. Join me, Randy, as I talk with black millennials about the dating lessons they've learned and the mistakes they never want to make again. This is Situationships Podcast, and I'm your host, Randy. I wanted to have you on the podcast because you are always dropping all kinds of wisdom and gems on social media. I think especially specifically related to dating and relationships. And I think your experience and relationships with men and particularly intimate relationships or romantic relationships with men. And so I wanted to kind of pick your brain and get your perspective um, on the current state of dating um, yeah. and just talk about some of your experiences and some of the lessons that you've learned um, throughout life. Uh, so my first question is going to be, what's been the most impactful relationship to you to date and what did it teach you? That. Yeah, so I, you know, I've had so many really impactful relationships and I'm fortunate, you know, as a human being to have experienced romantic love several times. And, you know, I mean, it's always great, but like my best friend when I was growing up, I was maybe like 17 when I met him um, and we'll just call him Bagels for now. Okay. Um, You know, but when I met Bagels, you know, it was really awesome, you know, to meet him and it was kind of like life changing. One of those things where like you meet a person and you just know they're going to be in your life for a long time. It was only like four years, but you know, he really taught me a lot about what it meant to, to love bread because, you know, for all intensive purposes, we'll call men bread. And, you know, we all love bread. We really love bread. Girl, in a variety of forms, (laughs) colors, shapes, that textures, (laughs) all of it. A bitch loves a good toast. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And when I, you know, he wasn't someone that I was necessarily making sandwiches with. If you, okay. if you my drift. Yeah. We were 17. We were pretty young, but, you know, I, I was super attracted to him. Um, and it really began my journey of unrequite or, mm-hmm. you know, love that necessarily doesn't become validated until some time has passed or ever. Um, and I've dealt with a number of like relationships to bread. Um, you know, that I never really get to smear my mayonnaise on. And I just have to become okay with that, you know, and I've really learned, but I really did learn from bagels a a lot. I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that you mentioned was the like unrequitedness and your like relationship with unrequited love. Um, Say more about that, because I think... Yeah, I would say that like that's how I saw myself or, or how I saw my relationship with love for a long time, and I would still say I've not found. Re- what's what's the opposite of unrequited love? Right. Unrequited love? <laughs> yeah, it's just requite, but I mean we'll have to look it up to be sure. Yeah, um, but I would still say I've never experienced that, but I don't necessarily see. Um, feel that same way or feel the uh, same resonance to that word anymore, and so I'm just curious about your experience with that. I, I constantly feel like I am, and a lot of my friends are guys, 
Um, I'm just, I've always been that girl. I remember early on, like in high school, it was like unpopular to be that way. Cause it was like, oh, she's a hoe. Maybe I am. I don't know. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but anyway, unrequite to me is like, I'm always that girl who's like crushing on the guy who doesn't necessarily like her back. Not in that way. Like they love me as a sister, as yeah. a colleague, as a smart black woman, as someone who is articulate and like can teach them things. Um, I'm always that like conduit or that that space in between right before they get into like something super serious or they just learn to like love themselves and like spring forward from me. And I'm always like, what the fuck? Can I no, say that? You can say whatever you want on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, this is this is tragic. I've had several best friends. I currently have a best friend who I am actively in love with and he doesn't want to be in a relationship with me and we're navigating that but we've also been intimate with each other um you know we have a relationship and I know he's going to listen to this but like you know when we are intimate and we do have sex it just doesn't fit it's not a good fit Mm. for us and it's so fucked up because everything else is just so passionate um but unrequite to me falls under even those situations where like you're with someone, but it's not a hundred percent like working out or it's just not compatible because you're not getting to like really express or like put out the things and the love that you have. I have so much love to give. I don't know about you, Randy, but like I have so much that I know I can give, um, you know, to someone of the opposite sex and even same sex. Like I'm bisexual, but you know, also even in my like platonic relationships to women as well. Totally. Yeah. So I've like, I feel like I had a rush of thoughts based on what you just said. So one of the things that like stuck out to me is I've, (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about this concept of like, um, like being friends first. Um, and it's funny because I, a situationship, I guess you could call it that I had, um, probably like seven, eight years ago at this point has been like on the top of my mind lately. And it was someone who I was, uh, like really close fun- friends with um, for probably about a year before we like thought about crossing that line. Yeah. Um, and he was someone who I called. So I was overseas and it was a different situation. I was in the Peace Corps. So it was like a, a, a weird situation, but I called him my best friend for that scenario. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was like funny now. Cause uh, like he was the one who, who let me know that he was interested in me. I was like willing to just like suppress and just like, act like nothing was was there um and then uh three weeks later he left the country and was like we shouldn't continue this and I was like oh that was very nice of you to um bring this upon me (laughs) um and it's actually really funny because he's someone who I and to this day I still think he is a nice person right he's a thoughtful he's a good guy in quote I'm, I'm doing air quotes yeah um but also, and then I like, and it took me a long time to realize how fucked up <laughs> what he did was, you know. Right. Um, but anyway, what I'm what I'm saying is like, I've been thinking a lot about this idea that I thought that like, I should be friends with my you know my husband before we do this romantic thing. But I've also been in the situation where you're friends first, and it doesn't work out. I hear like you know obviously everyone's situation is different. Right. Um, but and it sounds like you've had multiple like yeah encounters yeah. with this um do you ha- like I guess what's your like what are your thoughts and do you have like a perspective or a plan on how to navigate a friendship romantic thing 
Yeah, like, I mean, like I said, I've had so many friendships that have turned into romance or romance who has gone back and forth in between, you know, intimacy and, like, whatever. At this point in my life, I'm, and I want to mark this day for whoever's listening to this in, like, 2040, mm-hmm. looking for archives of, like, Alana Nicole or Randy, I would love, like, to admit right now that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and that I, really... I, I am okay with that right now. Yeah. You know, I don't have a plan. Yeah. I, you know, last week I rearranged my room. I changed the energy in here today. My eyebrows are blue. You can't see them folks who are listening, but like, I'm really going through a drastic change within myself in order to like understand myself better and just love myself as much as I try to attempt to love these goddamn men, because I really, I put it all out there. I really like profess my love a lot and I'm always very nurturing and loving and all that good stuff. And I'm a good ass person. I'm a good ass mm. woman. Mm. And I have good ass nether regions as well. Amen. So like, wow. amen to all of those things. And, you know, I get caught up in a lot of situationships and, Sorry to say, like, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, not necessarily, like, I know I'm going to do it because, like, we all have needs, etc. I'm a human being, like, yeah. I'm not a baby. Um, you know, but on the same token, like, I'm just ready for more. Like, I'm ready to, like, have someone to, like, lay with at night and, like, read books with and just do normal shit. Like, some of my favorite things to do when I was in relationships was, like, go to the grocery store. Like, go to the grocery store or, you know, if they ask you, like, even the relationship I have right now with my best friend, like, he'll be like, do you want me to pick you up some food and, like, bring some bottles of wine? And he'll do that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, let me hug you and kiss you and everything else because it's just, it's so hard because yeah. he's such a good guy. Yeah. I don't know. There's, uh, yeah. Um, I think that's really, I, I, I think it's really interesting because I... I would say, too, especially now with, like, all that's going on in the world right now, um, I have been spending a lot of time thinking about what I want for myself and for my life, and that includes inside a romantic relationship. Um, And I would say, for me, part of that, like, it sounds like maybe something that you're maybe experiencing as well, too, is, like, just realizing that, like, I don't have the answers and I don't have a plan and yeah. I'm just living it. Um, and, like, and it's, and I, like, it's a, a space that I'm figuring out how to navigate where, like, I want to be intentional, right? Like, I know, like, I, I want something specific and I, and I, like, I'm working my way towards that but right. I'm also like not putting so like as much pressure on it um yeah. I think yeah I I like know more what I don't relate to than I know what I think I relate to there you go what I don't relate to is this whole like um the what what people call the pick me's where they're kind of like I'm a good woman I cook mm. I clean I am a man's dream I you know am very biblical about this you know, I don't know what, like, your, you know, religious background is. I, you know, I consider myself a Christian, but I'm also, also not going to be like, I mean, Deuteronomy, this and that said that I need to be this kind of wife. Like, I was married before. So to give this whole conversation context, like, I got married when I was very young. You know, I was 20. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing then. We all want to pretend that we know what we're doing 
our parents didn't know what they were doing. And if they're together for 50 years, I mean, golly, they had some luck on their side because it is hard. And we have so many factors now that are just, that weren't with them. They didn't have they, them. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and they also probably dealt with some shit. Like, yeah, it's, and they it, don't talk about it. Exactly. And I think that's one of been one of the biggest uh, detriments to millennials is like we um, I think we have romanticized the idea of love and romantic relationships. Um, and I I want to blame Disney, but I do think like the media plays a big role in how um, in shaping what we think we want. Um, and then on top of that, like transparency and open dialogue and authenticity weren't necessarily like especially our black parents you know like thing um and so we didn't like even if you saw a couple that was together for 30 40 50 years and even if they had a good marriage you might not know like what that took um and so we're just like clueless it feels like in a lot of ways We get, we we have a really a, a double edged sword or like we have a we have a it, it comes with good and bad because like we have an opportunity to start over yeah. we have an opportunity to redefine as millennials what we call romantic love pursue it how we stay in it, how long we stay in it what's actually healthy like are humans even monogamous creatures anymore like what is happening we're clearly at some huge change in the world and in this timeline so like what the fuck like i i can't get married and buy a house right now i'm sorry so sorry that makes me think of something else like so this so um this uh woman young woman um sent me a message uh, on instagram the other day uh and she's gen z um i want to say she's like early 20s or like 18 19 or something like that Mm -hmm. um and she was like explaining to me her perspective on the future of love and relationships. And I honestly, I don't know any Gen Z or many Gen Z people. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like, I, I watch grownish, but like that was my only <laughs> real, like, um, I guess point of reference for like how millennials see the world or not millennials, Gen Z sees the world. Um, so to hear this girl's perspective on the future of love and relationships and her talking about like, how how she doesn't think Gen Z will believe in monogamy and how, to your point, like they're choosing to reimagine what love and relationships and community uh, look like moving forward. Um, and maybe, and, and I, you know, we're all in our bubbles, but I feel like millennials are in the, in the in-between where a lot of us still hold on to the values of our parents' generation Mm-hmm. And then, like, half of us are looking to the future and, like, trying to reimagine and do something different. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I wonder how much the, of that is split along, like, gender lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, makes it so A that lot. we're not we're not seeing each other. We're, look, we're not hearing each other. And we and maybe even don't want the same things. I'm not sure, you know? Yeah. I, I feel similarly, like I definitely look up to and like look at some of the examples that maybe are even in my own family, you know, you, you're only going to have so much to look at in order to like, uh, you know, a frame of reference to like what you shape your relationships to be. Yeah. And so, you know, my parents were married, you know, many of the people in my family are married. Um, there's one side of my family, you know, where none of the women are married. So like, there's a lot I could look at and absorb and say, you know what, I think I want to do this 
But I also know that, you know, they probably did want to be with somebody. And like, sometimes I wonder, like, is it just the guys? Like, I do have those thoughts where I'm like, is it just the men? And I hate to, be, I'm not a man basher, but I'm always like, they are they just not getting it together? Or, I mean, I know it's like a, a dual effort, a relationship, like a two-sided thing, but I've been in a lot of situations, Randy, where I'm looking at the guy like, it, it can be really simple, my friend. Really simple. I hear that all the time. And... I'm not gonna. I don't have. A, I don't have an answer. I'm not. I don't have a. So I don't have nothing yet, because yeah. part of me, like a big part of me, wants to take ownership and responsibility for my situation, and I want all women to be like, you know, you can't control what other people are doing. All you can control is yourself, and so do that and act accordingly. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, if niggas ain't getting their shit together. Then like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> if I want to marry a black man, like, what am I gonna do? You know, <laughs> like, and I I veered off into white men, but not in any serious way. I definitely like have had sex with them, and I've definitely dated them. But like, I also like much a black man and a black ass family, and like black ass kids. I already had kids, but like maybe one black ass kid. Like, I want that. Real bad. I, I crave know. it. I know. I crave it too. Um, and like I said, I ain't got no answer, Sway. Like I don't. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I think. I think we're all just kind of navigating our experience. Um, and I do think that. And I said this already, but I do think that now provides a particular opportunity to just like stretch your imagination and think differently about what you want and what your love life and what your life in general could look like. Um, And so I'm trying to take the time to do that for myself. Um, But I guess if you, if you could imagine like the, the ideal relationship, what would it look like? Do you have an answer for that? Cause I don't think I would have an answer. (laughs) I, I can tell you some of the things I would love. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I really appreciate a relationship where, you know, the person appreciates, like, work, the things I put out into the world. You know, I write a lot. I, you know, curate events. I'm an artist. You know, I want that person to be able to celebrate me. Mm. Oh, and I mean celebrate us. I mean, like, me as an individual. I want them to be almost enamored by me. I think if that's not too vain. And I think I want, you know... I want to be able to have slow Sundays. It's a thing for me. Like I want to be able to slow down at least one day a week. I don't give a fuck if it's Tuesday, you know, or if it's just an evening, like that starts at six o'clock and maybe goes to midnight, like with no phones. And like, we just kind of are able to be with each other, you know, effortlessly. Yeah. Cause that's like a thing. Cause like I've been in relationships or, you know, situationships and even friendships where it's laborious to be with somebody. Um, and I don't want, you know, kind of trying to you're trying to make time and trying and trying and I'm like that's not natural it's not organic so you know I really hope that I get to be in a relationship that is for love you know what I mean and like really embodies and, and captures like the spirit of who I am as a person because I put out a lot of love into the space into the universe into the world into the people that I'm around um and so I want 
to get that reflected back at me. You know, I feel like it should be reciprocal. Mm. Uh, you know, someone who really loves my children, loves children, period, you know, has respect for their elders, very important to me. I'm finding that it's very important to me. You know, my mother is probably one of the most integral people in my life. Um, would not be the woman I am if it was not for her, if it was not for the people that come before her or are mm. parallel to her. So I, you know, I can't deal with a man who's adverse to women, period, you know what I mean, who don't understand or, or don't take time to understand what it is to be a woman, what it means to be, you know, world as a woman. I take the time to understand men. I've taken a lot of time. Randy, I'm sure you have too. <laughs> I'm sure you have too, like, I've always just been wondering about them, always thinking like, Ugh. what are these little boys thinking? What are they thinking? What are they doing? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say, I grew up in a very uh, like matriarchal family. Like I have very few men. I grew up with very few men in my life. And still to this day, I don't have a whole lot of men in my life. I am always fascinated with how men think and how they work. Like that is one yeah. of my favorite subjects. Um, but one of the things that you said, uh, like a slow Sunday um it makes me think of Etta James Sunday kind of love like that's what I like when I think about that song like that the romantic side of me just like flourishes and blossoms because like that slowness that effortlessness that ease that you talk about like it's like on one hand it feels like it's not a lot to ask for um but on the other hand like all the things that you listed like feel like it is (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's that hard. It's not. I think it's hard for a lot of people and especially our generation to like slow down. Um, You know, so I think that that slowness because a Friday kind of love is a different kind of thing. It is. A Saturday kind of love is a different kind of thing. Being able to love somebody after work, different kind of thing. But being able to sit with somebody all day. Just without any, you know, without anything happening, no arguments, no nothing. Like, that is just a beautiful thing. And I just imagine, like, just a lifetime, a string of those Sundays just pearled together. Yeah. I would wear it all the time. I would be so proud of it. That's so beautiful. A string of those Sundays pearled together. I love that. I have to write that down. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move into segment two, which is asking for a friend. Um, so would you mind sharing what your current dating situation is? I'm currently single. I'm completely and utterly single. Same girl. Same. Like 100%. Yeah. Um, so what for you in this current moment, what is like the highlight and the low light? What are the highlights and low lights of being single? I think highlight is the amount of, there is compromise, you know, that comes with relationships and like, you have to be flexible um, and you, you know, you've got to retract, not like yourself, but like more so like you have to be able to stand up and sometimes you have to be able to step back just as much, you know what I mean? You don't want anybody overtaking you, but you also want to be able to understand this person. So I think in my being single, I don't have to do that so much. Mm -hmm. And I am a very alpha personality you know, I love to be on top of things and I love to get things done and I, I I love what I do. So like I'm able to just do that. And I've been in relationships where, you know, I like I said, I curate events. So a guy will come with me and he's acting like a complete child. I have to like order him food. I have to find him a space to sit. 
he can't work the room with me. It's fucking annoying. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't have to babysit anybody right now. Um, you know, but also, like, I do wish that there was somebody with me who knew how to do those things and, like, just knew how to be their own person, you know, with me. Um, I think sometimes when people get with people who have alpha-like personalities or have, like, more dominant traits, they tend to, you know, shy away from, like, becoming who they want to become, um, you know, because they feel like you're constantly supporting that person. Mm-hmm. Um and it's hard, you know, because I do get like as a nurturer, I attract also nurturers and I also attract some people with alpha personality. So yeah. it's kind of hard because usually it's like one person's really winning and then the other person's not. And they're just looking at you and they're like, you bitch. And you're also just trying to love them. And you're like, I'm not the enemy. Right? I'm not. Can so, I ask a question really quickly? Go ahead. Do go you? Ahead. So do you find that people who are... um this is gonna sound bad but in need of fixing are drawn to you because you're a nurturer oh hell yeah i was gonna say my mom uh, talks about that all the time oh hell yeah like i always draw people who you know need a little bit of shining poly you know like they need a little bit of loving care a little tender loving care because like that's who i am like and i i i I welcome it i love it i love that you know i love to do that but it also has to be reciprocal like I was going to say, so at what point do you decide that, like, this isn't being reciprocated? And so, I, like, and, and what is, like, that, dis- like, thought process for you? Do you stop or do you just keep, do you, like, personally keep giving? Randy, I, you know, it runs the gamut as far yeah. as, like, when I stop. You know, I've had many relationships where I probably should have ended it a little bit earlier because of the person's reliance or dependence on me. Um, you know, I think it just kind of run. it boils down to, how much of me is this taking up? Because mm. people like that are like a sponge in a sink with a little bit of water. Um, and, you know, they kind of soak it up and then like they get full, but you don't get full and they're never going to squeeze back onto you. You know what I mean? And if they do, it'll be dirty. Mm. And it's, you know, do you really want it at that point? So you want that I, dirty dishwater. You want that dirty <laughs> dishwater at that point? You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah, it's just a matter of like I don't know how much, like I said, how much they're putting into me, um, and how much of that is actually coming from like a, a clean and and sober place. Yeah. 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 Cause no, I think that's that's something I think a lot of women struggle with. Like I I I have a nurturing and loving side. I wouldn't say I over index on that necessarily. <laughs> um but like I do like to like see other people be happy like especially if I like you like I want to help make you happy um and so like when I've been uh, you know dated men in the past like I've gone out of my way to like show care or love or whatever and it's like Mm -hmm. thank you I'm gonna take this and put it in my pocket and walk away and not give anything it's like okay mm -mm. Um, I think that's such a slippery, like, it's just a tricky thing to navigate. And I think, like you said, like, we all have to figure out what's our, like, tolerance. Because I've always said to my, like, my mom and my best friend who I talk about this with, like, I don't want to stop being me. Like, I don't want to stop, like, I don't want to, like, suppress my love and my caring and nurture. Like, that's, that's dumb. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I'm currently going through that, like, wondering, you know, specifically with this best friend, like, I only a week ago, like we had this explosive almost argument about 
the not being together and mm-hmm. what it meant and how much he was asking of me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and like how much I'm asking of him as well. But it just kind of, it's hard. Cause it's like, I don't want to not be me. I'm just a loving person. And I just want to be able to like express that the way that I'm able to express that and want to mm-hmm. the person that I'm spending the most time with, you know, yeah. the person that I love. Um, so it's hard. I had my first night with him yesterday where I had set my boundary and it was brutal. Oh, very, wow. hard, very hard for me. Very hard for me. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Um, so, well, I was going to ask, how are you navigating like dating and love and all of this? considering corona virus or whatever um but it sounds yeah. like you're like dealing with this thing with your best friend so i don't know like but i mean but yeah. you are single so like <laughs> like i am i am single i'm still like navigating it because yeah. i was dating somebody maybe since like november um you know i was seeing i have this this pattern of petty things as you would call it randy where I was dating married men and, you know, it's not my like proudest accomplishment, but like I've done it multiple times. I was seeing one in particular who I had met on like a production site of like an event I was on. Like not, I didn't meet him. I re-met him actually, because it's someone that I slept with some years ago. Um, And he's an artist and I love artists. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then that just didn't work out. Like we, we ended, it wasn't bad. It was just like, when Corona started, he was staying in the house. He has a young, 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 young child. Like I have young children, but they're not like babies. Mm. He has a baby. But he was like really staying in quarantine that type of thing. And I felt like guys were getting less creative with ways to actually, you know, show up. Girl. Um, and it was a struggle at first. Cause I was like, yo, and it's crazy. Cause the one relationship I have with a woman who I've barely, I, we've had sex one time. We haven't even gone on that many dates, but like she's come to my porch to bring me all types of things, champagne. She's brought me books. She's brought me bracelets, crystals, you know, just little tokens yeah. to show thoughtfulness. That she of thoughtfulness. Yeah. And that kind of dropped off for him as well as maybe a couple other guys that I was very lightly talking to, but nobody as serious as him. Nobody as serious as the best friend. Yeah. Oh my God. That thing you said about be like creativity. So my dating, especially over the past couple of year, ha- years, has primarily been, um, like, on dating apps. And, like, it was bad before, but it's, like, horrible now. <laughs> like, conversation <laughs> is just, like, non-existent. Like, literally, I just feel like people just imagine then nothing happens. But the yeah. more that I'm thinking about it, the more I'm just, like, this is the perfect opportunity to be creative, to do something different, to get outside of your your comfort zone or outside of your box. Um, and I'm just like, women, you know, are ready to be creative and drop off champagne on someone's right. door <laughs> that they love. But like, man, I'm just like, I don't know. And I, and, and I am trying to, um, trying to come from a mindset of abundance. So I'm like, there are plenty of wonderful, thoughtful, creative men out there. I don't seem to encounter them very often, but I'm sure they are out there. Um, but but I also right. had noticed a, a, a lack of creativity in the dating scene, it seems. It was definitely a lack. I, I think some of them took it as like, oh, this is going to be my, my little break or something. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is when you go hard. Exactly. I have friends, like, the last couple of weeks that have gotten engaged, they've gotten pregnant, 
they've got they're getting to the to to the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what like, life. Like, That's what they get into. They get into life. 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 <laughs> life. Like this is when you make those decisions. Like I. Yeah. I think you broke up a little bit. I'm sorry. I missed the last oh, thing you said. You broke up a little bit. Oh no, that was it really. Like I was yeah. just saying like they're getting to life. Like that's it. Yeah. 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 Um well, okay. So, before we move on to the next segment, I wanted to ask um is there like a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self when it comes to dating and relationships? I would say, you know, I grew up, I've always been, you know, a plus size girl, plus size woman. Um, And so, you know, growing up, I always thought that liking me was some sort of exceptional thing. Mm. Um, Always thought that it was like an anomaly. Um, And I thought, you know, I had so many secret relationships um, and it really rooted into that whole married guy thing for me. But anyway, I would tell younger me, like, they don't like you because it's like some sort of a like there's nothing wrong and there's nothing different about you you are like a whole woman a whole person and you're beautiful like I would just tell her she's beautiful I would tell her you know that these relationships that she's having you know you don't have to be in a shadow you don't have to be hidden I would tell her all of those things because I truly like was disturbed in my thinking very warped in my thinking about myself and in my relationship to men and now I see how powerful I was yeah you had some of those relationships but yeah that's so real oh my god like I I'm 33 and Mm -hmm. I would say like in the past five years I have had to learn so much about how um how I've been conditioned to see myself and how I like how I'm trying to reframe how I see myself. But it's like, it's crazy. And I think especially in relation to men, like the things I used to think and the things I used to do for the attention of men, it's just like, girl, love yourself. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, it's sad how, how we, um, our society doesn't um, teach girls to love themselves. It is sad. You know, I, I do. I wanted to say because, like, I I definitely practice. I definitely preach self love, but I also think that it is not, in my opinion, a prerequisite for romantic love. You don't have to first find it and then, like, oh my god, I have reached nirvana of self love, and now I can welcome romantic love. Like, it's a journey. It's one of those things where it's always I N G. I'm always learning to self love. I'm always loving myself. Not loved where it's ed in the past tense like oh i did that already yeah yeah Yeah. that's so real um because i i um also am working on like like someone had to tell me like you don't have to be perfect in order to be lovable like you don't have to be ready necessarily to be in a relationship um because that's something that i was hung up for for a long time like well i'm just i'm not ready i still need to learn all these things um, mm-hmm. but that's such a powerful um, like you are deserving of love as you are right now like you don't have to as you are yeah yeah, yeah. and so let's move into segment three which is the do better corner and so I asked my guests to share something 
you know, immature, petty, whatever from your past, from your dating past um, that you look back on now and you like, what was I thinking? I was tripping. Um, just spill a little tea. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's think. Immature, patty, Alana. Definitely many situations I can think of. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm excited. I, I would say, um, say, oh, this is a good one. This okay. is a good one. Okay. So I was dating a guy and, and he's a comedian and, you know, kind of funny guy, not super funny, but like he was like starting out and, you know, I, we, we used to spend a lot of time at his mom's house. It was really cute. Um, and, you know, we used to hook up, just hook up, had a lot of sex. Um, but then I met another comedian. I was at the end of my marriage at the time. Um, and you know, I went to a comedy show with my husband and met another comedian who I knew was a mutual friend of the comedian I was dating. So now we have two comedians, mm -hmm. both are friends. I was seeing both of them at one point, had formulated a friendship with the other comedian just because he was friends with the other comedian. And it was like, I helped the guy seeing both of them. They both found out that they were seeing me or just friends with me at the very least. Um, and one night, one of them had a show. I, I showed up with the guy whose show it was. Uh -huh. um, and then the other guy ended up showing up and beckoned me into the bathroom. Okay. And so I, you know, I obliged and I followed him and I ended up giving him head. When I gave him head, I came out the bathroom, went back upstairs. We went up like nothing happened. The other guy ended up taking me home and tongue kissed me uh -huh. in the car. And I didn't like rinse my mouth or anything. And he actually did find out he was very upset. Like, I was like, he is probably pissed. <laughs> he was pissed with me. He talked to me and actually mentored me for some years. Love him to death. Very fucking funny story. But that's it. <laughs> you know. I'm sure he probably got a taste of his own medicine at some point. I don't know. <laughs> they, you know, they knew what, what they knew the vibes. Girl, like, whatever. Y'all be all right. Like, they're comedians. From what I understand, comedians, they, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard that their circles can be a little, little messy. Um, uh, but anywho, thank you for your transparency and honesty. I appreciate that. That is... Um, that was petty, yeah. Like I will, I will, I'll put that in the score column that for petty. Was, that, was petty. <laughs> that was petty. Um, but anywho, thank you, Alana. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Um, but before we yeah. wrap up, like, where can people find you and your work and follow you online? Absolutely. So people can follow me on Instagram at Alana has entered the chat. My Website is also Alana has entered the chat and it's A-L-A-N-A-H-A-S entered the chat. Um, and you can also follow me on Facebook. You could, you know, follow me wherever. Like I'm on everything. You type in Alana Nicole, you can read a lot of my articles. Um, you know, I encourage you to follow me on Instagram because that's where the relationship stuff is. That's where Randy is. So Exactly. That's where, <laughs> that's where we get connected. Actually, I actually... Yeah. 
the first time I met you, and I don't even, you probably don't remember this, but uh, you did a meditation class. I think it was at Flourish. And this was probably like three years ago at this point. And that was the first time I was introduced to you. And I was like, her energy is really dope. And so I've just kind of been like following you online ever since. And I think you're that's wonderful. <laughs> Yo, that's dope. That's dope. That's crazy. Yeah. It's my world. Baltimore, man. My world. <laughs> All right, Alana, this is great. Thanks again. And I'll talk to you again later. Yes, we'll talk to you. Awesome. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Situationships Podcast. If you learned anything on this episode, please share the episode with a friend. Get Situationships Podcast merch and early access to podcast episodes by becoming a Situationships Podcast Patreon at patreon.com backslash situationships pod. You know that situationship you had that one time? The one your girlfriends remind you about when you start acting brand new? I want to hear about it. Hit me up at situationshipspodcast.com backslash my story or email me at situationshipspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to connect with me and the Situationships Podcast listeners on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at situationshipspod and on Twitter at situationspod. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.